The early morning routines are always hard to get through, I think to myself, as I scroll through my social media feeds, especially when it's a school day. No amount of inspirational Facebook statuses, tweets, or Instagram posts can make this dreariness go away. I wait for the bus, in typical British rain, as I read the latest BBC news stories on a mobile phone screen, now splattered by drops sliding off my soggy fringe. Probably should have brought an umbrella. Well, it's too late now, I think to myself, as that damp red bus comes round the corner of my village, and postal stop in front of me. Getting on, I head upstairs for, hopefully, a quiet, empty seat that hasn't got a torn edition of the Sun newspaper on it. Sadly, there isn't, and I have to swipe the ripped page from the seat as I swipe to complete level 152 of Candy Crush. Beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. It takes me about five minutes to finally give up tolerating the obnoxious kid at the back of the bus, who has his phone on full volume, playing that game. I plug in with my headphones and put on some classics. Queen, of course. Some light music will let this bus journey just roll by, I optimistically think to myself. Mama, just killed a man, put a gun against his head. I get through about three songs until I stop, unplug, and listen. Nothing but the sound of the bus rolling through British countryside, and the quiet patter of rain on the windows. Nothing but people glumly watching the soaked streets fly by in all their grey essence. The rain-splattered windows reflect onto their faces as we hurtle through town, the low rumble of traffic outside just seeping in. There was the odd occasion where a phone would beep and a head would look down, their face solemn as ever. A weird kind of bus poker was playing out in front of me and I didn't dare try and catch a glance or show a smile. I sat back, unlocked my phone and continued on. I couldn't interrupt that strange, eerie ambience that hung low over the travellers, lying like mist, wrapping around us all. Getting off that bus, it seemed I'd entered a hypnagogic state, like I was exiting some sci-fi film with no popcorn, no 3D glasses, left only with the ability to gawp at the passers-by who walked, eyes glued to their feet and mobile phones. I feel like Neo, splashing out of his numbed state after being locked in the Matrix, and not believing his eyes when he sees the industrial complexes that are working frantically around him. Okay, maybe not like that, but it struck me. What had I just been through? What was that stale mist that I'd entered? There were two things I got from this. Firstly, the smartphone has revolutionised social interaction. Now, we laugh about the days when our parents had to ring their friends on our landline or send letters to other relatives, and the new generation gawp when they're told that there was a time when Wikipedia didn't exist, or even the internet. People are now born in an era where talking is one of the easiest actions to do. You can talk to anyone, from any part of the globe, simply by turning your mobile phone on. This great power is addicting, 
We can't stop ourselves from checking our pockets every two minutes, as we are locked into thinking the amount of friends and followers we have on social media matters. Secondly, with the internet, why do you need to look outside to see what the weather is like, when you can find out the answer within seconds on your computer? We don't see the world out there, but rather, the world on our screens. It's easier, nicer and more presentable. Why read a newspaper when you can see what's happening in the world with the press of a button? With the internet now reaching billions, from 1% of the world in 1995 to 3 billion at the end of 2014, our obsession with the internet is evident. In a European-wide poll, people ranked the internet more important than daily essentials, such as their bars, cars and television sets. But if anything, social media seems to be snatching our interest. Globally, 556 million people now access Facebook on their mobile phones, 300 million people use Instagram, and 284 million people use Twitter daily. The internet's advantages are plentiful and obvious, but there is one serious problem. We're addicted. We spend more of our time looking down, scrolling through our news feeds, than we do looking up. Are we really seeing and experiencing life through the perspective of a Facebook status? Or like Neo in The Matrix, are our lives just taps on a mobile phone screen? We're a generation of screen gazers, and to stop it would be our greatest achievement and our greatest mistake. The internet is one of the three billion people's greatest freedoms, and is probably one of the most important inventions of all time. Anyone can tweet, anyone can start their own blog, and anyone can view the yottabytes of information out there. But with it comes a risk. During the London riots in 2011, some of the most shared tweets on Twitter said that the London Eye was on fire, the army was on the streets, and that someone's cat looked hilarious with a melon on its head. The internet has its own perspectives, one that we might not understand nor agree with, and certainly people on it love hyperbole. Despite us knowing that a lot of the information chucked into the internet is not true, we love rumour culture, conspiracies and cat pictures. We love the messages that shout at us to click here. The perspectives gained from a chaotic internet are not our own. We need to develop our own selves without allowing the internet to wholly shape us. There has to be a perspective based from us finding our own answers and not just asking the internet. The twelfth most popular question typed into Google is what shall I do with my life? It doesn't know, but more importantly, it distracts you from the conversation you might have with the person who does, namely you. Thank you for listening to the first episode of The Stories Podcast. This episode was written and produced by me, Harry Jones, and you can find me on Twitter or on The Stories Podcast website by following the links below. Episodes every week, which you can find on our website blog, along with updates, schedules, and stories never told on the podcast. But for now, see you next time for more stories written and read by Harry Jones. Have fun.